Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Inner and Out Reality, in reality and outside. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Sean Penalber, and here we are with our guest, Kui Genti, your favorite African. What up? Kui Genti. Uh, we are outside in my backyard. Ku came over to my house this time. Yes, I did. Uh, Ku, broad question. Yes. What do you think the meaning of life is? The meaning of life. It's, uh, well. Or a meaning of life to you. A meaning of life to me. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's just precious, you know? I think meaning of life is precious i lost both my parents or you have your parents and that's awesome that's a blessing you know i lost i lost both my parents and they passed away literally four years apart from each other so it's like it's kind of sucks so it, it makes you appreciate life and obviously understanding your immortality even more and so yeah it, it can be taken from you at any given second yeah so it's precious precious to me very precious i don't i don't play about it i it forced me to actually become healthier because of that yeah. so yeah so precious um what what do you believe in what do i believe in yeah. well, i mean i'm black obviously i believe in god <laughs> i think uh, black people well, you automatically have to believe in god if you're black because that's all you have you know we, we we have this supreme being that that looks out for us and this is stuff you can't explain that happened to us you're like it's only has to be supernatural because there's some stuff that just goes this cannot be explained by science or facts it just got to be gone by your faith and what you believe in so yeah i believe i believe god is real i believe in angels i believe in the devil obviously because you can't believe in god and not believe the devil is real so yeah. i believe all that yin and yang yeah all of that good stuff i'm not i'm not religious i'm spiritual and there's two huh. different things because people are like oh you go to church i don't go to church i just i just believe in god and i don't pray every day i pray when I have to pray, but I don't pray outside. So, what does God mean to you? What do you think? Uh, God, God means to me is a prankster. I think God is a comedian. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because you see some animals, you'd be like, God was being funny with that one. Like, when you see a skunk, you'd be like, skunk looks pretty, but stinks really bad. That's, that's a joke, right? <laughs> It's kind of like you hide in the punchline for people. Like, oh, my God, that's a cute little whatever this is. And then you get close. Like, oh, man, he just fucking sprayed me with some filth. Or like platypus. Platypus. Platypi. Yeah, yeah. Laying. You can't explain that. You're like, that looks like an unfinished product. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same with, I would say, humans, too. Like, as far as, like, creatures go, it's like we are a weird species. And, like, to our Yeah, knowledge, they might think we're weird, you know? Yeah. A skunk might think we're fucking weird. Exactly. Like, look at these guys. Uh, <laughs> one of the philosophy podcasts I'm following was discussing the other day like how we as humans are only able to clarify anything and everything like science and everything as humans we only understand the world as we see it as humans do right and so we don't we can't even comprehend like what it is like for a cat you know or like a squirrel exactly right there they just stared at it. They just stared at like, are you guys doing a talk show about me? Hey, you want to join, join us, buddy? Come on over here. Well, let me tell you something. He thinks we're nuts. Right? <laughs> There's a video I posted online with two squirrels having sex. I don't know if you saw that video. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was the funniest day. I, I watched it like a hundred times. It was so funny. Because the squirrel is like literally trying to have sex with his wife, and his wife has, has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> she had to look like she wanted to be anywhere but there, right there. 
How common? Oh, he's getting closer. Yeah, right he's here. getting closer. Come on over, man. You want to be on the podcast? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the same one, but the other day there's a squirrel in that like pot right there. Just looked like a squirrel plant. It was pretty funny. Well, probably that's the same one. Coming back to do what he does. Um. Why? Uh, here's a very philosophical question. Why do you think you believe what you believe? I mean, because I have no other choice, you know? I mean, when you're a black person growing up in America, you, you got to have some kind of stuff to believe in, because if you don't, you're pretty much lost. So it forces you to believe in something that's higher than you. And, yeah, just it just makes you... And my mom, my mom was very spiritual. My dad was too, so it was kind of grating in me to be to believe in something. What, uh, what form of... Huh? What form of uh, like Christianity or? Oh, uh, so we are uh, Episcopalian. Okay. And uh, so it, but I, I'm pretty much non-denominational. Yeah. Non-denominational. So I could go any any church if I wanted to, because I just really if you're if you're preaching about God, I'm I'm there, you know. So, but yeah, I just it just forces me to believe in God and and because it's something again, it's something you can't explain. You know, it's just like I I know my mom is in a better place. I know my mom's in heaven. I don't know about my dad, but my mom for sure is in heaven, for sure. I can guarantee she's in heaven because she really is a, a God-fearing woman, and she instilled that fear in me. And uh, I should do this on stage. That's like, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of God. I'm afraid of my mom because <laughs> I know she knows me better than God because she, I mean, she burnt me, obviously. So, yeah, I, I'm more afraid of her because if I just said, man, God ain't real, I think my mom would just come down and just fuck me up or some shit. <laughs> um... In that, like, uh, another discussion in philosophy is, like, morality and why we each do the things we do. And it's, like, uh, a, a big thing is people usually believe in God out of fear. Like, because this squirrel is, like, getting really close to us and stuff. We're in his ter- or their territory. Right. Um, why do we do the things we do? Because it's, like, if you fear God, right? Right. And you do everything you do, all the de- every decision you make... Because you fear uh, the essence of God or what you believe God to be, right. then your morals are just based out of fear. Like you're, you're. Uh, is that even freedom? That's not freedom, you know. Because you are now like a a like a slave to God, you know. And so your your morals are like: Are you choosing to do this thing because you really think it's good, or you think that you're going to be punished? And so, right, I'm, I'm not afraid of God. That's for sure. I'm not afraid of God. I think I just I don't think God is. I don't think God is some angry person that I need to please all the time. I think God is what you make it. You know. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think God is an angry person. I think God is. He's everything. You know. He's like he's omnipotent. He sees. He yeah. he sees us here all. He understands feelings. He understands emotions because he he created us in his own image. So I don't think he's. I don't think we should fear him. We should respect him for sure. But I don't think we should fear him because it's the essence of like what the universe is. And that that's my thought on what is God. It's essentially like the. What what is the universe like? What is the universe created of? You know, like uh, what I call funk essentially is basically like the smallest unit of anything. So like if you go if you break us down, we're made of atoms, right? We're like right. made of atoms, like far going down, and atoms are basically ninety nine percent space, 
And so, like, because an electron and the neutron in the middle, basically, like, they're so far apart that, right. like, it's insane. And then what are those made out of? Quarks. And then what are those made out of? Really, we're not sure yet because we can't see that tiny. But uh, there's a philosopher, Leibniz, who described these things as monads, basically the smallest unit that you could imagine that constructs a universe. Yeah, yeah. So what I describe as funk would be a collection of monads, like what, what monads are made out of. Okay. And then if there's anything that makes that, then that's just further expansions of funk. And same with the universe. Like if my fist is the expanding universe that, or the observable universe that we know of, it's expanding into something. Uh, it, it's something that we don't understand, you know. And all of that is, again, it's this collection of just energy and funk. And I believe that is what kind of God is. It's this collection, this collective experience. And if you were to remove all of that and, like, just take it away, then God would still be whatever is that, that right. nothingness, you know, or the collection of what that nothingness is within, you know, because it, it's such a concept, you know. And that's why I would think of God as a they, you know, because we try to... Make God is a he. We try to humanize God, right? And God is not human, you know. Uh, even though we are created in His image, I think that is more of a like we are reflections of. Because like you could say animals are created in God's image, you know, like or a tree is created in God's image, and so it's like to say that humans are the closest to God is is kind of arrogant, you know. Uh, but I think that comes from consciousness because we are more susceptible to think of these things. What, uh, if you could, what would you change about the universe? If I could, what could I change about the universe? If I could change if I was God or just, or just speaking just general? Uh, either or, whatever comes to mind. Uh, probably, uh, If I could change the universe, I would probably change the misconception about the universe. I think that some professor, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was saying that uh, we need to change the stigma of aliens being, they're coming to take over. Yeah. And just make it be more like, hey, they might just want to just learn stuff about us. How we want to, you know, they might they not want to come be aliens, like the squirrel right here. Yeah, yeah. They might not just come to destroy. They might just want to just learn about our species and work with us and stuff like that. So if I could change, I would change the stigma of being aliens, being evil and coming to destroy this planet. Because it gets, and I do, a bunch of aliens watch movies we watch too and go, God damn it. I just want to be their friends. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's probably what it is. I, we should change that stigma about uh the universe and I wish I could fucking go to space and figure out to see some aliens and yeah because I know they have their own language or they it would do be, sign language be almost beyond comprehension because like every media form that we've like thought of aliens they humanize them you know they make them kind of walk or talk or you know communicate with yeah, each other yeah, yeah. but like an alien life form could just be a cloud of gas you know that like is able to like smell each other and they instantly know things and I think that like as far as human evolution goes, um, the technological advancement that neural networks are uh-huh. going to give us, I think are going to bring us to a closer level like that. Like, let's say right now, if both of us had a neural link in our heads, uh, we're talking through English right now, and that's such a limiting language. And, so, and also language in itself is so limiting. And so... We were able to uh, 
Everything good? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Uh, if, like, let's say if we so were able to... Send email that I need to respond to. Oh, gotcha. Let's say if we were able to, like, kind of text each other through our own heads, but, like, without using language. Like, if you were able to be sitting there and instead of writing an email, you were able to just think to the other person and they would just know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't even need language at that point. Like, you could think of feeling, and they would understand that feeling because they would be feeling what feeling you are feeling. Correct. And so I think that would be the next step towards universal communication. Because right now, humans are so into themselves as the ultimate ego, and if there were, like, alien contact or anything, I think we would probably start war with them, if anything. For sure. Yeah, we get mad about illegals coming here from other countries. So exactly. I can, I can only imagine aliens. If we can't get along with each other, yeah. How, right. how do any of us expect to get along with an outer species? No, we're, we're, it would be chaos for sure. I won't go life. I do see like a fucking ship coming right now. I'd probably shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be mind-blowing. It's like, just because of movies I've watched that changed my views about aliens. Like, like Independence Day and Attack from Mars. That was a comedy, but it was still kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, and I think that like stuff like that feeds into the funk that prepares us for every moment of the future. Wow. So like because of these things, it prepares us for those events that if they would happen. Oh, for like, sure. Uh, let's say, oh man, I, I don't know. Like thousands of years ago, like a alien spaceship showing up would be much more impactful than like if an alien ship showed up to us now, because we'd know at least in some way more to be able to comprehend that. Back then, they would have probably just been like, oh, wow, this is a god or something like that, you know, or like, oh, really? I, I don't know. I can't even compare that because, like, it's so different and, like, the experience of... I don't know. It's just crazy to think about. No, it's, it sounds insane, you know? But that's why it makes it so unbelievably awesome that we're thinking about that. That we're just... Yeah. yeah it's, just can't, it's so hard to explain... It, 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 it's it's such a huge vacuum of information that it's just like you've got to get from the cartoon side of your brain and the reality side of your brain and the funny part of your brain. It's so much stuff going on because it's so hard. Because I, I can't even imagine seeing uh, actual alien life. Yeah. It would be so mind-blowing. It would be cool, but it's scary at the same time. Additionally, like... As far as human perception goes, it could be entirely possible that we could not even see them. Like, they, there could be aliens around us. Probably, like, yeah. Like, the, and they're just in infrared color, you know, or ultraviolet. And, like, we just... Like Predator type of thing? Yeah. Uh, kind of. Now, you could see Predator when he wasn't in his invisibility shield. Right. But, like, imagine a creature that just is a color that we cannot comprehend. We would literally be unable to see it because it is a different color. Because human spe- eye spectrums can only see the rainbow. We only see a limited amount of color. Hmm. And so, like, uh, it would be possible that, like, maybe a cat could see it, you know, or uh, an animal that could see infrared or ultraviolet. Uh, but humans wouldn't be able to unless, like, we were able to change they do, our sight. I, that's why I do believe aliens are real because you, how do you explain the pyramids, you know? How do you explain us? And so, like, if, if the universe is X amount of age. And, like, let's say, theoretically, the Big Bang is the thing, or where it started. Because we don't know where the thing started. But let's go all the way back to the Big Bang. And, say, X amount of years have gone by, 
Uh, that formed the universe. The universe happened. Earth happened. And then all the animals and everything happened from Earth. And then here we are today in this moment. You know, like, that happens everywhere else in the universe at the same time. So it would be almost arrogant to say that life has not happened anywhere else in the universe because the universe is almost infinitely big. We don't even know. Like, no, we don't know, yeah. We only have an, a, 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 the observed universe. And, like, it's that in itself is humongous. Right. But there's only a, a small scope that we've seen so far. And so it's like life is entirely possible. And even if we are the only ones in our section, like – Give it a thousand to two thousand years, humans are kind of like ants. We're going to spread out eventually, and we're going to colonize other things, and we're going to, you know, like it's just going to we're going to cause other life in other places. Like let's say we terraform Mars, and we make Mars a actual living place to be. Things are going to come out of that, you know, like like bacteria will eventually form over hundreds to thousands of years and become. A, a, a Martian tadpole, you know what I mean, right, or right. something like that, and it would we would just be the cause of further life because of our experience or, or just interacting. Yeah, they with put the a lot of Mexicans out there, that's for sure. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> would you go to Mars if you had the chance? God, no, no. You, I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you said know. you wanted to go to space though. Where would you? Yeah, I want to go to space, but I want to stay in Mars though. You just want to go to like a space hotel or yeah, something? Yeah, just go like space hotel, like a little space tower. Yeah. I don't want to be actually living on Mars. I would I would love to be a pioneer. Total Recall fucked that up for me. Dude, right? Mars. Like, <laughs> the bulgy eyeballs thing. I'll never forget that. Like, <laughs> that scarred me as a kid. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah, I would love to visit, but I don't want to live there. Yeah. No. Nah. I'd probably be, a, I'd be an Earth guy by then. I'd be like, yeah, I'm more of an Earth guy. What if it was like Earth, though? Like, what if, uh... Well, Mars not like Earth. Yeah, and it would take, like, way too long to terraform it in our life. Like, we would never see it in our lifetime. Yeah, but, yeah. like, theoretically, like, let's say that Mars was livable, you know? Like, it was kind of like Earth. Right, and right. We could just, Would you want to live there then or visit or... If it's like Earth, yeah, for sure, but it's not. It's just, like, what, red clay or some shit? It's like... Yeah, it's super coarse dirt, super <laughs> dangerous sandstorms all the time. I don't even like deserts here. I don't want to fucking live in the desert of space. <laughs> right? <You're>, yeah. <laughs> but but girls from El Paso, that's fucking desert. I was like, I couldn't wait to get her out of there and move to Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. I need some kind of vegetation. I need some water. I need to be around water, you know? So. What you picking up? Do you need another water? Uh, No, I'm good. I am good. Because that's another crazy thing to think about, that we are just... We're mostly water. We're seventy six percent water, and so it's like we are a thing of this planet. Like the this planet is the only reason why we are really here. And if like the planet had been any other different like kind of habitat, we'd be completely different. Like we made like this conversation wouldn't be happening. But the way that everything worked out in the universe, yeah, we are right here in my backyard talking to each other, and like the significance of that is insane. It's like the universe literally led us to this moment. I could dig it. That could be a. That could be fair. I just what is the world? Does the the Earth is made out of what seventy percent water? What is it? Uh, I don't know the percentage of Earth, but that that, that would probably be right. But the human body. Yeah, the human body for sure is made of a lot of water. But I'm thinking about Earth. I think Earth has a lot of water too. Yeah. So that's why people are so serious about the global warming thing. So. Because water, it brings life. It literally is a spawn of life. 
and without water, like, I think life would still be around, but not to our level, you know, like, because we can't survive without water. No. And a lot of uh, life cannot, but, like, there are definitely, like, bacteria and fungus and stuff that would stick around. Uh, And that kind of leads into, um, there are theories out there that, like, humans are, so, I gotta, like, branch this in. So, there are basically, like, let's talk about leafcutter ants. So, leafcutter ants produce this fungus uh, with all the leaves and stuff that they digest and they bring to their hives. And basically, it decontaminates them from the outside world. And it also kind of uh, controls them in a way. Or they don't, they don't know if the ants are controlling it or it's controlling them. But basically, it's kind of like a uh, co... What is it? A, a symbiotic relationship in a way. Mm-hmm. And so it's very possible that humans are connected to the earth through fungus. Because that's basically like the... Like, I think it's like eighty percent of dirt is basically just fungus, and so it's it's this interconnected network that like we came out of, and right. we eat plants, we eat animals that eat the earth. You know, everything yeah, yeah. comes from the earth, and so like we could be like just these ants again that are just working for the planet. Uh, I could see that. I could see the li- earth being like a live organism that's keeping us going. Yeah. And it's again, we're this symbiotic relationship right. that the earth needs us and we need the earth. No, I think so. I think so. You, you're, I don't, I just, it's such a, I'm, I'm like on a fence a little bit with the whole global warming thing. Cause I think it's, we can't control what's happening. People say, well, you could, you could control like, one person can't control global warming. Yeah. You we, know what I mean? we can't, we can't. I think where the division comes in is that like, corporations and stuff make it feel like we're the problem like individual people but really it's those corporations. No, it's corporations yeah because they're the ones that are making these giant plants and stuff that are actually you know spewing all the methane and stuff or uh, farms you know like uh, mass produced cattle because cattle uh, cows produce so much methane that that is one a huge contributing factor to quote unquote global warming, global warming. and so like let's say that like people stopped eating as much red meat you know then that would be a thing. And so that goes hand in hand that where people are the problem, but also the corporations that sell us on those things are also the higher right. step in the echelon. I can see that, but it just, I don't know, it's kind of arrogant when somebody says, oh, I'm trying to save the planet. You are trying to save you the planet? You alone, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I see it. We each got to do our part, but it is. Yeah, diff- but when you say you, you particularly try to save the planet, I just think it's kind of egotistical. It kind of yeah. blows me away. Somebody says, I'm just trying to save the planet. I'm like, I'm pretty sure your house is shitty. <laughs> Clean your house first before you try to save the planet. How about that? <laughs> yeah. What you got? What do you got? What's on your mind? Uh, I don't know. A whole bunch of stuff. Uh, life. What I want to be in the next five years and stuff like that. And comedy. So what what is, what is the next move? I dropped two albums. What is the next move? What is going to get me to the next level that I need to be at? That's why I'm actually on the phone. Somebody's trying to book me to do a birthday party. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll try to respond with the person when we do his daughter's birthday party or something. So I was like, hey, how much you going to pay me? Blah, 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 blah. He wants me to do stand-up and host and stuff like that. Like, so that's why I said, is it combined? You want me to do stand-up and host this party? What do you, what do you, What does this entail? 
So I'm in a good mind just sending my fucking phone number and like, hey, just call me. Yeah. Because I think I'm just, I'm, I'm getting to that point. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I just need somebody else to just handle that. A manager or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Just talk to my manager and I'll show up to that date. Yeah. If we can make some work, we'll make it work if we don't. Because I just feel like I don't need to be doing this no more. I feel yeah. like I've been doing comedy for 14 years. I just need somebody to be my middle guy. I'm like, okay, I handle everything you need. Just work on being funny. I know what you mean. Uh, you should work on getting an electronic press kit and then try to hire a manager. I have all of that. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't know how to... Go. I don't know, go to Google search, like, right. looking for a manager. That right there. It is so, like, it, it's kind of a, like, word of mouth thing that you got to find. Or yeah, that's like, to be to... word of mouth. It can't be, like, Google search. It yeah. can't be, like, like ordering pizza. <laughs> like, when I'm trying to find uh, advertisement, like, uh, marketing, right. like, media marketing for all the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll Google, like, uh, all right, so I'm looking for a marketer. But then it's, like, I don't know what to trust because there's so many, like. So many scams. It's go- yeah, or, or, like, people who, like. Let's say Spotify ads, for example. There's people that are like, I'll promote your music, but then they just fill your shit with bots, and it's all fake numbers, you know? And so it's like, how do I find organic, like, original, like, stuff, uh, professional? Like, what do the professionals use? You know, like, why can't I Google that and something come up and be like, this is what you need? Uh That's so insane that it's that difficult, and it's... It is. It's 2022, like, that's... and that's what I'm fighting with right now internally in my mind. Like, I just need some kind of good representation and to take me to the next level because I got everything else. I've done everything else by myself. I booked my shows, obviously, you know, and uh, I've just I've just done stuff by myself. So I'm, I'm getting tired. I just need somebody else to just say, all right, cool. We, we I got, got it you from booked here. for this thing. We got it from, I got it from here and just go to the next level now. And that's what that's what I'm wrestling with. And I in five years, I need that. If I don't have that in five years, I'm probably going to quit. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't said it out loud, but I'm saying that you got the exclusive for your podcast. If I don't have proper representation in five years, I probably, I probably could be, it'll be, by that time, it'll be 20 years, the big two zero. You know? Wow. If I don't have proper representation, I'm like, all right, I did for 20 years. It was a nice little ride. I'm out. <laughs> but then, like, you also, like, there's the guys like Andy Huggins and Scott White. Like, yeah. Do, I know they don't they have They don't have managers. representation. No. Yeah. And so it's like, they're still doing it. And they've been doing longer than me, though. Andy been, Andy been doing it since the 70s. Scott been doing it since the 90s. I don't know how Scott does it. I don't know how he does it. But I, I just need actual, like, an agency or a firm or something. I think you're on your way. I, I mean, hope like, so. You, you now, you have two albums. Yes. You're doing a lot of headlining now. Like yes. you, you, I almost see like almost every post you have is like exciting news. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the next step in the echelon. You know, like uh, I, most I can't of the time wait. it's just me to just. I feel like when I post that, it's me trolling the guys that didn't book me. Uh, yeah, it's, but that that's, <laughs> it's going to work out in the. No, it works. Like, it works. People like it, and I'm I'm glad that people are excited for me. But it's it's more of the a, a nig at the. Because I'm still friends with some of the bookers. They told me no. So yeah. like, when I post that, I'm just letting them know, like, oh, motherfucker, I'm still here. Yeah. Look what I did without <laughs> you. I don't need you. Yeah. And so, that's just going to keep rolling. Oh, it works. Trust me, it works. I tell people all the time, like, if you're not excited about any achievement, then nobody's going to be excited for you. Yeah. And then all the connections you're making with the online show as well. Like, oh, yeah. Like, right now, I'm, again, on, on the phone with my co-host, we're trying to get Flame to comedian. She's a uh, transgender woman. She's funny, and I'm trying to get her. She's like famous comedian. I'm trying to get her to do my talk show. So, 
we get to talk about the Dave Chappelle thing. And, oh, legit. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, a big thing that I say, and this brings back to funk, is that the funk provides. And so, when it, it, have you ever heard of like people that are like, you got to manifest these things, like you, you just put it out in the universe and it kind of manifests. Yeah, yeah. So like, the more that I have studied the funk or basically like raised awareness of it, the more like almost every day the phrase the funk provides comes into my life and so it's like now that we're talking about these things i can i can't guarantee this but i can say it's going to be a more successful rate than not that these things that we're talking about will most likely happen and it's weird that it works that way and if it doesn't then we can come back to the podcast and be like oh that was bullshit but yeah about that (laughs) i'm calling it now that like most likely like yeah uh i would like it it could even happen tomorrow like someone's going to reach out and be like hey uh, you know, I was just thinking you might need a manager or something like that. Or maybe I'll be on the internet and someone will reach out being like, hey, I'm a manager. I'm looking for people to book. Right. And it's like those things happen happens. to yeah. us every day. No, luck is I, – I think luck is a real thing, man. Yeah. And I think it's like more than that. I think it's literally the universe providing for itself. Yeah, but that's what luck really is. is not that preparation equals time in kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you prepare for something and it happens, you'd be like, man, I think I was luck. You'd be like, no, you would, it was supposed to happen to you because you've worked this at, you worked so hard to get to this position in life. Yeah. Or even not. Like, it's just like, you were here. You were here being present and being and existing. And as long as you keep doing that, eventually the universe is like, okay, you know, oh, I yeah. got you. I, I'm ready. I'm ready, Sean. I'm ready. I'm ready to take the next step. I'm I'm open up for Paul Rodriguez this weekend. That's gonna be fun. That's legit. He's like one of my mentors. It, it never gets old. You know, Houston Improv is like literally the mecca of comedy for for me because that was the first club that actually said, "All right, we'll we'll give you a night, a chance." Yeah, yeah. So it was like, so I I, I recorded my comedy album, my first comedy yeah. album I recorded in the Houston Improv. So I owe a lot of stuff to that fucking club because I think when I started working in the Houston Improv a lot of people started looking at me differently from then so it's so that club is like I don't take that for granted at yeah. all and I've done performing a million times but it's still like if every time I go there I feel like this is home this is home I'm doing it again for the first time you know and that's good that's a good feel. I never want to feel like oh I know what I'm doing because we don't literally <laughs> uh, epistemologically which is the study of knowledge we don't know anything. We only assume to know literally everything that we know. The only thing that we can understand to comprehend is just like uh, Descartes uh, theorized that I think, therefore I am. And so like uh, if, if you go into that thought study of I think, therefore I am, we only know that we are comprehending things. We're right. thinking. We can't uh, prove that we are even here right now sitting at this uh, in my backyard, you know, uh, and Descartes was like, even if like all of our own thoughts were saying like, let, let's say a demon were putting these thoughts in our head right. and controlling everything we we're saying, right, right. we still know that we are experiencing that. And that is the only thing we know is that we have this experience and that it's going on to some degree. Uh, but that's kind of as far as we know. We don't know exactly that what that experience is but isn't that the beauty of it though yeah yeah and i think that we're just going to continue diving into that no i, I enjoy it but i just i just feel like i have a i, I don't want to say like a, a ticking clock in my head but i do do i it's, it's kind of getting i won't say flustered but it's just getting just tiring you know the business side of entertainment 
Because I just want to be a comic. I just want to make the world laugh. That's all I want to do. It's not that hard. I just want to just go there, make people laugh, get my check, go home. I, I completely understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think the thing that really conflicts that the most for artists like us who just want to entertain yeah, and inspire is capitalism. And it's yeah. like we have to make the things that we want to bring joy out of a marketable business. We have to make money in it and give back money to the things and stuff. It's yeah. like it doesn't have to be that way. But uh, the our society forces us to do that. Yeah. And so it wears it down a little bit. And my girlfriend and I have a great I have a very great support system. She's been amazing. We've been dating for over a year now and she's been a great support system. She believes in me. She really believes in my goals and sometimes she's more a fan of me than I am of me sometimes. So she's like, I hey, know you need to keep going, baby. I believe in you. Boom, boom, boom. And you need that in entertainment because it's just very stressful. It's a very stressful uh, genre to yeah. be in, you know, because you don't know where your next meal gonna come from. You yeah. Know? So it's just like I'm constantly. My schedule right now is like, is month by month. It's not like filled up for the last six, seven months. It's more like, all right, what I got for this month. I ain't worried about April. I'm not worried about May. I'm worried about what's going on in February. Then when March come around, I gotta start finding gigs for that. So it's just like, it's yeah, it's a motherfucker, man. Do you think you're going to stay in Houston? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't do LA. LA's overrated. I don't do New York. New York smells. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and that's why it's like, I've been saying this the last few years. It's like I really wish Houston was well more well known on the market because like there's so much talent. Because Austin and, is Austin gets all the notoriety. They get all the industry people. Yeah. And Dallas gets all the comedy clubs. Dallas has like fucking ten comedy clubs. It's crazy. And it's like that could be here in Houston. <laughs> yeah, Houston is a bigger city. I think that is the food problem, is better. Though, is that know? it's too big. And that it's so spread out that it's hard to manage. So my theory about Houston is we have, because obviously we have an international airport here. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of foreigners that actually come from other countries and they live here. So they don't care about the performing arts. Unless you're famous and they come see you or whatever. Mm, but if you're like okay. a local talent, they don't give shit about you. Yeah, they don't even know. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so it's more of point. that. You have to be so famous that they have to come see you. They don't believe in local talent. Like Austin and Dallas, they, they groom the local scene better. That is such a good point. Yeah. And like, wow. Uh, that's something that I've advocated for a long time is that like if Houston were to... So yeah, we have three million people. Three million people, not all of them care about art. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to do before COVID hit was uh, try to start like a, uh, a you know more local have, thing. You know, people have asked about comedy clubs here in Houston. Like, I've never been there. They'd be like, what is that? They yeah. don't know what Houston Improv is. They don't know what a secret group is. Yeah. They'd be like, what is that? Even uh, <laughs> even the museums. It's like, I'll talk to someone about like the Fine Arts Museum or the Manil Collection. Right, right. And they just be like, oh, I've never heard of that. And it's like, you've lived in Houston your whole life. Yeah, yeah, and you've never heard of these it's things. It's insane, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to change. Yeah. We'll do it together, baby. Let's do it. Let's start a whole little, uh, what do they call that shit? Uh, a mobile uh, van with speakers, and we just start screaming shit at people down in neighborhoods. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Like, get out your house and go to Houston Improv now. Do it now. Don't wait. That's why uh, one of my ultimate dreams that I'm working towards now that like things are kind of moving, and I may I may never accomplish it, and like maybe it would be something like a posthumous thing that like once I die, people are like, okay, let's fund this thing but like I would like a community center that is basically like anyone and everyone can go and there's always things going on like I'm talking about 24-7 you can go to this place and there's going to be a show or there's going to be classes or you can rent a a practice room or an art room you know like uh, 
to have like a couple black box theaters, uh, uh, maybe even a main stage, uh, showers for anyone. You know, like the the homeless can come by and like right, right. take a shower. You know, like this would be like a place, like a modern church in a way, like except non-religious. Anyone and everyone could come and share their ideas and expand off each other through art and everything. You know, right. and uh, it's totally doable. I would just need the funding. Sounds like it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a museum, you know, or a library even, except it's kind of a a school of philosophy, you know. And they they those have been things throughout history. It's just I think that like again, the hardest part is that so many people believe that it has to be this capitalistic thing that's going to make money, you know. But I think it would. I think that like uh, even if I charge like $5 a month uh, let's let's take the Manil for example. The Manil is like a multi-million dollar company, and they make like millions of dollars a year just from donations. Oh wow! And so it's just like, why couldn't something like this do the exact same thing and be even greater than Manil? You know, because it's going to have again like shows or in like uh, maybe even like it's a high rise and there's uh, apartments on top. You know, like anyone could come from anywhere. Uh, but really, like. It's such a doable and achievable thing, and I think it would change the world. Uh, the hardest thing would be location. Like, how would I make it accessible to anyone and everyone? You know, because, like, if you don't have a car to get there, how are you going to get there? You know, uh, maybe there would be, like, a transport system. Because, like, if it's making so much money, again, redistribution of wealth and success. I, I, it would be more nonprofit than it would be a profitable thing. Because, right. like, if you needed a job, like, let's say, like, you just wanted to work a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come be a security guard. You know, like, come make sure things are are doing okay, that no one's, like, getting into fights or doing drugs here and stuff, you know, like, that, and that's it. That would be your job is to just be there with other people. And, like, I think it would almost pay for itself. I think so, too, yeah. Gotta have a dream, man. Gotta that's have a goal. Yeah, that's my ultimate right now. I could so dig it. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens to it. I believe you, man. I appreciate it. We got time or we can roll or... Uh, we could cut it now if you want. Yeah, because I'm fresh with time. I got to row. All right, cool. Well, any last things to say before we go? Uh, well, this was fun. I enjoyed the podcast. Talked about life. Talked about aliens. Talked about getting people to go to Houston Improv more. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, anyone listening to this, definitely go support your locals more. Like- yeah, Houston. If you're a Houstonian, come support local stuff. Come to comedy sports. Go to Houston Improv. Go to Seeker Group. Go like, see comedy entertainment. Everyone, everyone loves supporting celebrities, but how do those celebrities become celebrities? They were supported they had local, as local yeah. support. Uh, all right, where can they follow you? Where can they find you? You could find me at at Kuigenti, first name K-U, last name E-G-E-N-T-I, E-G-E-N-T-I on all social media platforms, every single one of them, even on TikTok. You might see me dancing on TikTok. But yes, follow me on all the social media platform. It's your favorite African. Thank y'all. And go get my comedy album, Catastrophe, available on music stream sites as well. Everywhere. Uh, and back to Cash App and Venmo. Cash App, Venmo. Uh, Cash App is dollar sign, K-U-E-G-E-N-T-I. And Venmo is at Ku-E-G-E-N-T-I. All right, cool. That's well, thanks it. for being on. Thank you. And everyone, thanks for listening. Yeah. Burp, 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 burp,